Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of The Reality and Reflections. I'm your host, none other than Asia Gant, and I would like to thank you all in advance for tuning in. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I definitely appreciate it. So I want to start by telling everybody happy, happy new year. I hope that everybody enjoyed the holiday season, Thanksgiving, time with family. Um, I can definitely say for me, I appreciate the fact that Xavier and I decided to create our own holiday traditions um, this time around. And I'm so glad that I did because we did exactly what we wanted to do. Um, versus having to be anywhere we didn't or, you know, amongst people, vibes, whatever, that we might not have necessarily wanted to be a part of. We did it for ourselves as our own little family unit. We had a good time. Thanksgiving, we went out. Uh, Christmas, we stayed in. We decided to do Christmas breakfast. Xavier is still very very much in a Santa-like mindset to this day. Um, still wanted to bake cookies, the tree, decorating, the whole nine. So we did it with Christmas music and all that, and it was a really good time. So I'm glad I got a chance to do that and create a tradition with my son, um, something that we can do as the years go by. We can adjust it whenever we want, um, but it was good just to take that time off from things and really spend time with him. So... Holiday hiatus was great. Um, For those of you who were able to come out at the end of November for the book signing, I thank you guys tremendously. It's a lot of hard work in 2019 between releasing the book and then doing the book signing to close out the year. The wheels were constantly turning. Um, The factory, which is me by myself, was constantly cranking something out. So it was really good to take a breather for the holidays. I do call it the holiday hiatus. Um, Just to not have to think and just to kind of just, you know, decompress. Again, to spend time with my son and just chill, catch up on shows, just not have to worry about what was next to do. I just kind of lounge. So I thank you guys for giving me that opportunity to rest, but now I am back. So with that being said for the holidays, Happy New Year is definitely in order. I hope everyone is not only in anticipation of a new year, but a new decade. So for me, I feel like that's bigger than just a New Year's resolution or trying to join a gym. Because it's a new decade, in addition to being a new year, I just believe that we need to be going a little bigger, a little bolder. My word for 2020 is bold. So I'm not playing it short. I'm not minimizing myself. I'm not biting my tongue out here. I'm going, you know, and I want everybody to kind of adopt that same mindset. Something that my small group and I worked on, um, we did a 2019 release party. That's what we called it. So a little bit before Christmas, the girls came over. Um, We wrote out things we wanted to release that had made it from whatever year all the way through 2019, but we knew 2019 was where it stopped. And we wrote those things out, had another person here that was our accountability person, and we were responsible for giving it over to them, and they trashed it on our behalf. So for me, in 2019, I decided I wanted to release not necessarily toxic people, but my toxic, I guess, or... um, outdated it's more outdated than anything um the outdated system of keeping people around and it could be people that don't necessarily mm, support me or due to their own issues or whatever completely outside my control um still holding on to I guess these connections Or the energy, you know, feeding energy into these relationships that are just outdated. And it's not like I do it present day. I really haven't been doing it in a while. But I think some people were grandfathered in, (laughs) for lack of a better term. So some people was just like they kind of got in before Asia started making a whole bunch of changes with God. Um, So I always felt like they were safe. And that's a whole lot. So... 
as a result, you know, some people, you know, I've had to kind of adjust their placement in my life. Um, but it was more so the system. Like that was an outdated system of keeping people around that didn't necessarily mean me good, any good. And with all the work that I'm doing out here, I owe it to myself to always make sure I'm surrounded by people that are in support of me and where I can effectively support them. It's definitely a two-way street. And um, by the grace of God, I've gotten out of the business of just catering to people or, um, as I heard a young lady say today, setting myself on fire to keep other people warm. I'm just not in the business of doing it. So it was hard, but that was a release. Because, listen, um, what is it? Nothing. Um, Some saying... uh, if you didn't work for it, you don't deserve it. It'll come to me. But, um, yeah, you got to work hard for these releases because in addition to all that, it being a new year, new decade, going bolder, we also want to make room for more positive things in our life. And I can honestly say since the time that I released, and I really didn't want to have to own that that's what needed to happen. But, you know, again, with prayer and everything, it became very clear. Um, instantly things turned around. Like there hasn't been a lonely time. There hasn't been uh did I make the right decision time. I feel very justified in my decisions. And um, God has already confirmed that there will be things, more positive things, much more positive things um, taking up that space now as a result. So just think of the areas where you need to clean out maybe a few cobwebs. And um, let go of some things. It's definitely a let go type of situation uh, to make room for those things that are better. I mean, it's kind of counterproductive to pray for better or to work hard for better. And because you're holding on to things that will definitely go against the grain of what you're trying to create, um, still wanting to hold on to those things. It won't happen the way you want. It definitely won't happen the way you manifest for it or push for it or pray for it. So... What areas can you afford one old release? That's the question. You got a lot to choose from, though, especially if you come in um, from the perspective of the podcast, because we've delved into emotional intelligence and how to have better management over our emotions, seeing things for the facts and not for how we feel about them. Um, We've definitely discussed role establishment and how God sees men and women in their respective roles and why it's important for um, each respective role to kind of get back into position. And first and foremost, we discuss the importance of you, the importance of me, and why putting ourselves first matter. So by all means, feel free to go back to listen to any of them um, if you need a little encouragement or some type of push. Um, but that alone is enough for you to look into where you can find some um, inspiration, if you will, for making a change. So today, survival mode versus the land of the living. This one is a good one. It'll lead into my next one. Um, But we'll start with, um, I guess, understanding what they are individually and then how we kind of gradually get to the land of the living. Survival mode is what you're trying to get out of. Land of the living is what you're trying to get to. So today we will discuss those two again and kind of identify what they look like, how you know you've made it to one, how you know if you're still sitting in the other. Um, And just to encourage you guys from a spiritual perspective to just go big and go bold for 2020. All right, so here we go. So we have survival mode versus the land of the living. So to start, I will explain what both are and the differences between the two. To begin, survival mode um, is an old school technique. Um, Some might see it as a coping mechanism too, actually. Um, Just how you came up learning or living or getting by. So if we address it from a financial perspective, survival mode could be knowing um, if one bill is coming up due and, you know, you set money aside for a bill that's due at the end of the month. 
how to dip into that end of the month money to pay a bill that's up now. And then knowing how to make that money back by the end of the month to pay that bill that's at the end of the month. Some people typically call that robbing Peter to pay Paul. So I can honestly say I definitely came up um, in survival mode when it came to money. The interesting thing is being in the land of the living now, I typically don't have to employ those um, techniques to get by financially, but it's something that I always know I can resort to when I have to, or if I'm if I'm in, in mode. As sometimes me and my sister joke, if the financial gaslight cut on, doesn't mean you want E, but it's like warning, you're getting low for this pay period. You know, knowing that if that gaslight cuts on and I'm far away from the next payday, it's sort of like you kind of go into shutdown mode or power save mode to get by. That's the equivalent of survival mode. So if we address it from an emotional perspective, survival mode may look more like um, a person who has met a person or been in relationship with a person that sets off one of their triggers. Uh, So let's say, for example, um, a person who feels like a lack of love. And the minute their partner makes them feel as if they don't love them or doesn't show up the way they think it should show up, they react in a survival mode type of way. Um, It could typically be some type of emotional manipulation. If you love me, you wouldn't do this. If you love me, you would prove things to me by doing X, Y, and Z, which is always something very extreme. Um, And it's just the ease the person is not of true compromise. Um, so typically, survival mode behavior, it can be conscious, it can be unconscious. Some people know good and well what they're doing, when they're doing it, and some really don't. The ones probably that concern me the most are the ones who do it consciously because those are typically the narcissists of the world. They know what they're doing, they know what they're after, and they're coming to get it. Um, versus somebody who does it unconsciously and they just don't understand the, the, the pattern of things or the pathology and how they proceed through life, especially as they grow older and mature. And that still shows up as a very childish or, for lack of a better word, ignorant way of behaving. Um, so those that are consciously in survival mode, it could show up as denial, lying, stealing even. Um, again, is blatant acts, very well aware to the person and what they're doing. Somebody who is kind of in it unconsciously, um, it could be like a facade or mask that they put up. Some people refers to it as the representative. Typically, when you meet new people, they say you're meeting the representative. Like, it takes a while, and when the honeymoon phase is over, you might meet the real person. Um, That means the facade or the mask comes down, and you're actually seeing the person for who they really are, triggers and all. Um, A lot of times, people who (laughs) are unconsciously in survival mode are very prideful. Um, It's almost like an invisible fence or army of protection that they've put around their feelings, their most vulnerable feelings. So they don't have to speak on or act on anything of a super emotional state. And that's typically because growing up, these people were never asked or were requested of I guess having that tapped into, no one tapped into that. Parents, community leaders, role models, whomever. Um, So as a result, they don't really know how to share those emotions. So as you get older, you want more. Doesn't always mean you know how to do better with more. And then that's when pride comes up, Um, the the facade. Um, Some people also suffer from fear of abandonment. So when things get a little too thick or too tough, for some it's actually too vulnerable. Just not knowing how to deal with the vulnerability and how they feel. Um, 
They might cut you off or attempt to cut you off before you cut them off. Typically, you never even had an intention on cutting them off. But in their mind, it's like, up, oh, they about to leave. So let me just go ahead and do it. Because again, it's connected to pride. And they would rather have to be the one to end it with you and maintain some type of pride um, versus knowingly correcting the behavior and or getting dumped or let go of to fix their own. So survival mode branches off in two different ways. There's definitely a, a knowingness of it and then there's an unknowing. Um, basically, it's a way to survive, to cope, to get by, just to get to the next level of life. I'm not going to say it's minimal work done in survival mode. I mean, you work to get where you're going, but typically, I think it's centered a lot around emotional stuff. So even with the money example that I use, um, I've always had an emotional tie to money. I still, to this day, don't know where it comes from. But I have it. Um, money not being right or not being able to be comfortable or maintain. That does something to me. It always has. Again, don't know why. But um, typically all that behavior comes from something emotional. So watch out for that. So that's survival mode. Um I think when it comes to the land of the living, it's kind of like the exact opposite. It's a more faith-based approach to living. Um, so for most people, it might be more trust in God or just like more faith in God, knowing that God got me. I don't have to fight so hard to get bills paid or more to the point, I don't have to lean on my own understanding. I lean on a higher power. You know, I'm being obedient to whatever it is God's telling me to do. I know God's got me. In the end, if I'm doing good, I'm going to receive good. I'm okay. Land of the living behavior. Um, In the land of the living, there's an increased self-awareness. You pay more attention to who you are just on a human level, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, I know I can be very helpful. I can be very communicative, very personable. But then I know I'm moody. Uh, I know there's times I can be very introverted in nature and I don't want to be out. I don't want to be around people. I might not want to talk on the phone this one particular day. And it's complete opposite of the behavior that I've been demonstrating that has been so consistent for a good amount of time. Um, So it's just knowing who you are, what you need, and just kind of always staying in tune with that about yourself. But it is overall a more positive approach to living just because I have times when I'm moody or don't want to deal with people, myself at times, doesn't mean that I'm not a good person overall, but I do have to accept and respect the fact that that's a human side of me. And it will get incorporated, it has been incorporated into my day-to-day life. Um, There's also more self-acknowledgement. So I acknowledge those things about me and it's okay. I try to fix what I can fix, but some stuff is just Asia all day long and it's just going to be there. And whoever knows me is around me, love me. They know it. They know, you know, it could be hit or miss sometimes on this phone. Usually it's a hit, Um, but sometimes it is a miss because I do have to unwind. I do have to recharge and that's hard for people to do for me. That's something typically I have to do for myself, definitely with God as well. Um, So everybody's not going to do it for me all the time, but that's something that I acknowledge about myself. Another thing with the land of the living, which is big, and I struggled with this a lot upon entry into this new way of living, was um, patting myself on the back for my accomplishments, things that I had done for myself. I never really stopped to just say, Dag, I did that. Like, high five, girl. Nailed it. I just never did it. It, To me, it was just always another task to check off the list of things to do. So literally sitting here um, almost two years in a brand new house, built ground up. I had a few people that was like, so how does it feel? You know, you did it like good job. And it's just like I had to do it. You know, it was what my son asked of me. In addition, I wanted something for him to have for generations to come for his kids, his kids, kids. It was just something I had to do. I never really stopped to be like, I nailed it. 
So I had to start looking at myself like, you just going to keep doing this forever? I mean, life was hard. It's hard for everybody. But I can honestly say in the midst of it being hard to sit and get not one but two degrees, all while being a single mom, to get a house built from the ground up, brand new car, maybe two months before I put the contract down on the house. Like, that's heavy. Like, that's major. I literally sat and had a moment in my kitchen like a week ago. And I'm like, Dad, if I die today, I hope somebody get up there and tell them Asia did what she wanted to do. And not in the sense of I was just out here and whatever I wanted to do, I made my dreams come true. But I just feel good knowing that everything that I set out to do, God confirmed it. And I know for a fact that if it didn't happen, which I can't really think of stuff that didn't happen I can think of some stuff that I probably didn't get but it was nothing ever big when it came to like education parenting uh, housing that stuff God gave me an abundance and minor parts of it might not have played out the way I wanted to but it went exactly how it was supposed to so I always make sure that every decision that I make I pray about it first and God has to stamp that thing at each step And if ever I'm directed to go a different way, that's just the way I got to go. And it's a lot of times I don't like it. I know the pastor at our church, Pastor Battle at Zion Church, sometimes says, I don't like what God has me to do. I'm not a hospital. He says he's not a hospitable person, but he knows that, you know, you got to give to people that are in um, greater need or need the, the, the hospitality. It's like, I don't like it, but it's what God asked me to do so I gotta do it it's almost like being a child to a parent in a sense we are if we're asked to do it we gotta do it we don't like it all the time but we gotta do it I've had to make amends with people in the old Asia the survival mode Asia would have cut you clean off and wouldn't have spoke to you again because I come from fear of abandonment I'm used to cutting people off before feeling like I'm gonna get cut off I never needed to know you again and I could come right out to this day and say I don't need to talk to so-and-so no more. Ever again in life. It's people now I have no intentions on talking to ever again in life. But it's funny how when they come around, God just does something. And it's just like, oh, that wasn't even all I guess I hyped it up to be or thought it would be. But again, that self-awareness and acknowledgement because I know the Asia in me will cut you off. I don't need to talk to you again after there's been some type of emotional mishandling for me because that is one of my triggers. Or um, if there's any type of deceit, like a major deceit, distrust, definitely distrust. In my mind, I don't ever need to know you again. I wish you all the best. And to me, that's growth, that I can still pray for you, want you to have the best, let God continue working in your life. I just don't need to be a part of it. And sometimes these people actually come back around and it's like, okay, in the moment when I'm tested, I do what God asks me to do. It's a humbling experience, I'll tell you that. I've gotten so good at it. Sometimes when I think God sees me about to go in Asia mode, and in two separate instances, I've heard God say, close your mouth. Don't you say nothing else. It's so good now. I can even tell when God's going to do something next. Like I know what he's about to do next. And I can sit and tell somebody, just watch that. God told me to be quiet, but just watch. He going to do something. He going to move something around and going to bring all that down or going to change all that around. I might be even inclined to tell you what's going to change. And I tell people, just watch. It happens. And again, no witchcraft, nothing crazy. But the more I lessen myself and I allow my flesh to die, which is the what Asia wants to do, to allow that to reduce, God is able to use me in a better way. And some of this stuff I can see coming miles away. Some of it I see it and I'm not even in the experience of it. These people are not even around me, but I get the feeling like something about to come up or a person. I just deal as it comes. Being more spiritually aware, you really have to get comfortable being in the gray. And I'm a very black and white person. But in the spiritual game, you got to be comfortable sitting on gray because you just never know how God is going to move you, where he going to send you what you gonna do, what you gotta do, what you gotta say, what you can't say, it just goes, like, however it goes, so I have to be open to a lot, but I would be lying to tell you, if Asia had her way, it would look a whole lot different, it would be worse, I'm not gonna lie, God definitely turns it around to be better, but my way, yeah, I wouldn't be doing half of this stuff, because again, I come from fear of abandonment, I don't need to know people after they have dogged me a million times, I don't, listen, 
Now, I will say, God don't say that these people got to be around either. To have a forgiving heart, people do not have to be around you. And that's just all land of the living behavior. It's a way to still feel, I don't want to say self-righteous, but you can still be affirmed and still have boundaries and respect yourself and not be willing to take certain things. God wants us to have boundaries. But it's like how we do it. It can't be just ugly. Like, God wants us still to have a heart of love. Again, I love everybody, even those that have hit on triggers consciously or subconsciously. But I do know that people act out of survival mode behavior at times. And I have to tell the ladies in my group often, we're in the world. We're not of the world. So we still have to act on integrity and character as best we can, especially in those heated times or those very emotional times. Um, because the minute survival mode people see land of the living people showing up in survival mode, it's like, oh, yeah, I knew she never won nothing. I, I knew this was coming. I knew it. And then it fuels them. It's more of a reason for them to kind of up the ante. So they never get the lesson out of it. And then we got to sit here and repent and ask God for forgiveness or everything crazy we just did. So it's counterproductive across the board. More people can kind of just understand what land of the living and survival mode looks like. But just acknowledging where you are. And if you are in survival mode, getting over to that other side is definitely greener pastures. FYI. And not being so hard pressed to be the same way. That's one of the issues I have to this day with my mother and being completely transparent because at 63, almost 64 years old, she's very dead set in her ways. Always has been, hasn't changed, not one bit as it relates to like her and I, you know, other people too, but I'll speak just for myself. But um, you gotta be willing to change. Something has to evolve or mature as you get older. Like survival mode at 60 something, it's really not sexy. Um, and I don't think she's gotten that memo yet. So it's hard to be in relationship with her because as you make changes, like it's just not cool for somebody to consciously or subconsciously attack you in different ways or manipulate you in different ways. It's just not cool. So acknowledgement of where you are is important. So land of the living. So a few points to remember as it relates to your accomplishments, ladies and gentlemen, please stop and smell your roses. I don't care how big or small it is. I tell people sometimes today was a great day because I stayed out of jail because it might've been a day where the Asian me could have just knocked somebody's head off and went to jail for it because I'm well over 18 and that's an assault charge, hands down. But if God stepped in and intervened and I was able to do a more spiritually sound um, action or make a better decision, based on, especially if it's based on what God told me to do, I won and I stayed out of jail. Like, it's that simple. I made it the day without my peace being broken. That's huge. It can be something that small. Well, that's really not small, but you get what I'm saying. To something as big as a house, a new job, um, your kid on a roll. It's hard out here. It takes the whole village. So to get a 3.0 in the midst of that, big. Like no matter how big or how small. Pat yourself on the back. Smell your roses. Stop to take time to really marvel and sit in the greatness of all that you have accomplished. Everything is not a task. Everything is not um, supposed to be treated. It's just something you checked off your to-do list. And when people say they're proud of you, just say thank you. No more saying, I'm trying. I used to say that all the time, and my therapist actually hated it. She was just like, I hate when you say that. Just say thank you. You did it, just say thank you. If I say I'm proud of you, just say thank you. It's not I'm trying. If you were still trying, you'd be still trying to do it. You've done it. Just say thank you. So acknowledge yourself. That uh, diminishes your own um, acceptance and acknowledgement for what you've accomplished. So give yourself that just by saying thank you and just, you know, keep going. But yeah, sit in that. Listen, it's hard work out here to be sane and, you know, spiritually sound in today's time can be a challenge. So if we're able to um, have accomplishments out here, that's an even greater blessing. So pat yourself on the back. 
if nobody else will. You got to do it for you. You did the work for yourself. Acknowledge yourself if nobody else does. They don't work for it. They didn't work for it. They didn't need it for whatever reasons you needed it for. Stop looking for outside people or outside influences to make or break you. There's a saying that says what people eat should not make you you know what, which is the number two. So what people say do it should never impact you, vice versa. You live for yourself, you're going to die. Listen, you came to this world by yourself, you're going out by yourself, okay? So don't look for outside validation. Validate yourself. That should always be an internal thing. Something with you and God. It's been many times I didn't high-five God right in the air like we did that, like we nailed it. It's not everybody's success story to share. Uh, definitely, if you got a good circle around you, they'll be in celebration with you, which is a whole nother podcast, by the way. But definitely validate yourself. Appreciate yourself. That's slander the living behavior. All this looking for outside people. Why you ain't call me and tell me congratulations? I got that job. I seen you was on Facebook when I said on Facebook that I got the job, but I know there's literally no comments telling me in the time that you did all that. You could have took yourself out and treated yourself to a nice lunch, a nice little spa treatment, some type of reward for yourself instead of burning all this excess energy and why somebody who don't even appreciate or understand at times what it is you had to do, looking for them to be the one to tell you good job. It should never be like that. So points to remember Most people that are in the land of the living don't fully realize that they're there until it's brought to their attention. And I've literally had to tell people, you know you don't have to fight this hard no more. Like, to see all the contention with other people or emotional upset, I always have to tell people, see it just for the facts. Like, look at it objectively. Take your feelings out and just see it for what it is. Is it really that deep? Like, once you remove all the subjectivity and take all the emotion, opinion, feelings, and just deal with stuff for the facts. Like, is it really that deep? So, a lot of people don't realize that they are in a better place of living until it's brought to their attention. Like, simply put, you just don't have to fight that hard no more. You know it's not that serious no more, right? Sometimes you got to tell people that a couple of you guys might got to look to your neighbor, especially when they're going off. Not your real neighbor, even though you might have to if they be tripping too, but you might got to tell a friend, like, you know it's not that deep. Like, for people that have emotional friends, the best thing you can do, and take it from someone who is emotional, the best thing you can do for an emotional person is tell them when it is not that deep. Like, when they are just overpouring emotion on something that just does not need it. That's the best thing you can do for a person, if you love them, okay? Tell them. It's not that deep. People have to know, like, you know you live better now. Like, you know it doesn't warrant all this extra energy that you're putting into it. Like, you're actually adding fuel to this vibe. Please do that for your friend or your family member. Another thing to remember about Land of the Living is um, it doesn't make negative or unfortunate events go away. If anything, it just provides a more spiritually faith-based way of seeing things. So it kind of fixes the mindset. It adjusts the mindset. I see things in a completely different way now. Being more spiritually aware. And not even so much spiritually aware. Definitely God is my all in all. But um, just learning how to have better emotional intelligence. And to manage my emotions better. And just seeing things for the facts. I don't have to resort to cutting people off. Or um, not in a bad way. Like I've told plenty of people listen I wish you the best we just can't do this no more friends you know exes whatever so let's not get that you know mixed up but um it does give you a better mindset of seeing things like you at some point hopefully will start to see without people having to tell you oh it's just not this deep like I'm not giving all this energy to this this is something that she does all the time and I'm still getting mad in 2020 about this behavior so you throw up a boundary you let them know what it is it keeps getting crossed they out like it's that simple it's that simple in 2020 all this crying and upset every day all day you can't talk about nothing else but this nobody want to be around you because this is your hot topic every day no 
It's just a, a different way of seeing things and dealing with things. But it doesn't mean that these events go away. They don't. I still face challenges just like the next man. Anybody else who is no longer relying on old school tactics of, you know, knocking people in the head, cussing people out, whatever it was that was your survival mode thing. It doesn't mean that, you know, there aren't still people out here that's in survival mode right along with you. But um, it's how you handle it. And it's how you see these things. It's just a different mindset. You just see it different. Again, it's about your integrity and your character remaining intact. And not allowing people or their actions to move you. So there's always a lesson involved um, also. Um, And typically it's a catalyst into a deeper understanding of God and how he moves. So everything bad that happens to me, I don't always think it's bad for me. Like, it's not that I did something. Um, So if I'm waiting for something that I prayed for to come true or for God to kind of move on it, or at least speak to me about it. Like, what's the update on that, God? Just because it hasn't come through yet, or just because I haven't heard from him about it yet, it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. And I have to tell people sometimes, um, sometimes it's just about positioning. It's about God setting the stage. Like, okay, I know you want to be the lead in this, Okay, but I got to deal with the extras. I got to deal with lighting. I got to deal with costumes. I got to deal with the extras. I got to deal with the other actors, actresses, all things involved. I got to create the setting. I got to create the atmosphere. I got to make sure everything is right so that when you get there, it's everything that you deserve for it to be. Because again, we out here accomplishing things. We want the best of the best. If we're out here being obedient to what God tells us to do, then We want it the way we want it, and we deserve to have it that way, and God wants us to have it that way. So sometimes we're waiting not because of what we did, but because of all the other moving parts involved that God has to work out first for us to have it that much easier when we get there. God always says his burden is light and his yoke is easy. So it should never be that we get what we want and then have to fight in it. Counterproductive, and that's not the type of God that we serve. So, no. Sometimes you're waiting just for the scene to be set. In the midst of that, though, sometimes it's one or two lessons that you're learning in the midst of the waiting season so that God can make it even better and to just maximize the blessing for you. So, yes, it is a scene being set. Other things are involved. You know, he's working other stuff out, positioning other people, mindsets, behaviors. Maybe some people get knocked out the way so that others can come on that can catapult the new job or whatever it is. But in the midst of that, I would be lying if I told you you'd be sitting there idle, just waiting, like, you know, toe-tapping, waiting on God to finish with everybody else. Because there's always one or two things you could be learning and probably are learning in the midst of the waiting period. Um, So just, you guys, allow God to just use you. Just be obedient. Again, you don't have to always like what's being told. And some of y'all fight so hard, like just so pressed to just be survival mode still out here. You know better, just don't want to do better. Like, but you over 40, you know, it's just not cute. Some of y'all mid-30s, mid-30s, y'all rough. Rougher than you have to be. That's why 40 is the new 30, because you 30s, man, y'all going to stress yourselves out. Stop fighting so hard against a system that you know is not serving you any longer. Just, I challenge everybody just to try something different. What do you have to lose at this point? If your way has always gotten you the results that you got, what really do you have to lose to try God? You know, and a lot of you guys have an understanding of God. Thinks it has to be this big to do, you know, in prayer and all this. I talk to God just like I'm talking on this podcast, just like I have conversations with my friends. Why do I have to put on some type of front for somebody who sees everything I do every day, who I'm in communication with every day? Like, at what point do we not just have a rapport where it could just be like, God, I come to you today needing this. Like, it's not a big to-do. I'm not on my knees on the side of the bed with my hands clasped together for prayer time. I could be going down the road to work. Like, it's whenever it hit. 
So stop making it more than what it is. Again, that's survival mode mentality. Feeling like it's some type of, it's a denial. In this pride, it's ego. Like drop all that. Be a better you. In 2020, let's just be more conscious of trying to be a better us. Like just being more mature. But a lot of us being honest, not going to be able to do it on our own. And that's where God comes in. And that's when we just need, we need help. Like, we can't do this by ourselves. We're praying for the big stuff. You need to pray for the small stuff, too. If it's just making it to next hour, the next half hour, ask for that. You know, it's not too big. It's not too small. God says, cast all your kids upon me. He didn't say just the big ones. It's all your kids. So, again, let the facade down, guys. Let's get better. Um, so just remember, this is a journey. Congratulate yourself for making it here for my land of the living people. For those still in survival mode, release your control, um, to manipulate, to try to, you know, deny, fight in order to just progress. Um, stop trying to rely on old survival tactics to comfort you or to get by, like, I think everybody owes it to themselves to do more for themselves than to just get by. Like, let's be great out here. Let's let's not just exist, but let's like exist, exist. Let's big exist. You know, go big. That's my thing. My word for 2020 was bold because I know a lot. I do a lot, but God still said you're not bold enough. Like, I still want you to get out there. Some of y'all like as bold as Asia is. I can't believe it. And I can be very modest at times. Um, and God was like, no ma'am, go. Like open your mouth, do what you know you need to do. You know the assignment. You've been on it for some time now. Like stop, stop diminishing yourself. Go. So I'm going big in 2020. Interestingly enough, I've been procrastinating coming off my holiday hiatus. Um, to sit down and get back into like the podcast and some other things that I want to manifest as a result of the book. And I literally just had to sit here and start recording this podcast. Did not know I was doing it today, but I literally heard God tell me like you procrastinating and that's fear based. I don't know what the fear is. I really, I kind of do. It's kind of like, uh, is this really going to go where I want it to go? But it's like, Asia, it's not about where you want it to go. It's God saying, do what I ask you to do, and I'm going to take you where I want you to go. And it's going to be what you want because I'm an exceeding and abundantly giving God. So it's going to be what you want a million fold. Just do what I ask you to do. So here I am doing a podcast tonight that I did not even plan. But God said, get it out. Funny enough, I'm off script too because everything I had wrote out, not one time, but two times, um, because I had wrote this in October and then I had to update it again last week because so much time had went by <laughs> procrastinating. Um, and I'm completely off script in it now because a lot of what I've said tonight is not even on either notebooks. So I know this is just God. So I'm glad I got off my butt and I did this because this is a message, obviously, that he wanted me to get out and share to the world. Um, and it's his message. I'm halfway on the notebook, halfway off. Um, so in closing, which I'm not really about to close, but I am about to close. In closing, I really feel compelled to speak life over my survival mode people. If you can, and if not now, I get it, um, but definitely in a quiet time, in a meditative state, just in a, a time of unwinding, just close your eyes, just breathe in maybe two or three times through your nose, deep and out your mouth, and release whatever that is that you keep holding on to that is no longer serving you. Think of that thing or those few things that you know you've outgrown, but you still hold on to because it's all you know. And actually challenge yourself to be a better version of you moving forward. Like what is that thing that you need to release and let go of or those things 
that you need to release and let go of that will make room for God to move in your life the way you want, but also the way he needs you to go. It's about saving lives out here in 2020. And if it's Asia, if I'm faced with Asia, would you rather see the whole world perish because you didn't put a podcast out that was going to save a life? Or you going to go just lay in the bed and watch Power because it's Sunday night. I'm going to sit down here and I'm going to do this podcast because at the end of the day, being saved is about saving somebody else. That is the ultimate goal. I don't know everybody's belief on religion. I don't even engage in those type of conversations, being honest. But I know the objective is just to help somebody else. So if not watching Ghost and Tommy do whatever they do tonight, going to save a life or really release somebody from the bondage of just an old way of being, I'm here for it. And I'm at my dining room table tonight at 7.25 p.m. on a Sunday making sure that a life is saved because this is the message that God had for me to get out. So release that. I just challenge everybody to just try something different. What do you have to lose? By just doing something different. Some of y'all know it is so childish. It is so petty. It's so counterproductive to hold on to some of the stuff that you hold on to. Why deny? Why lie? Why steal? Why do you lie about who you are? Just own who you are. Release what you need to. Accept what you are and what's going to stay. And people going to love you for it or they not. But guess what? The ones that do, that's your squad. That's who's here to support. I've lost a few friends in this game. But I can honestly say when I look back at who's here, the acceptance, the acknowledgement, the camaraderie, the bond, we tell each other, like, I love you. Like, you support. Like, I appreciate you. Like, you're here. We do that. Like, that's a squad that's worth, like, more than money. Like, it's worth its weight in gold, seriously. Versus holding on to old people because of old systems of beliefs or the ways that I would um, hold on to toxic relationships in the past. Like, it doesn't serve me anymore. So people have had to go. And I just embrace who's still here. I appreciate the people that are still here, that support, that are always in my corner. And I know I'm in this and we just do it for each other because it's about us all moving up the ladder in our own respective ways and knowing that you have the support of those around you that love and care about you. But most importantly, they want to see and support you in winning. Like, that's what it's about. Survival mode people, y'all make it hard for us land of the living people to support y'all when you're acting crazy. Like, stop. Stop. A lot of y'all have kids. What you think your kids learning? How you think generational curses or generational um, pathologies progress down the line? Your kids see you doing this. You the role model. You set the standard. They repeat this same thing with their kids. Then y'all become grandparents and then want to call your kids bad parents. But guess where it started from? It's that good mirror again. So y'all, let's just be more conscious, um, more faith forward, and just trying something different. Again, what do you have to lose? Like, my God is an awesome God. I just couldn't do it without him the more of me that I ask of him to take out of the equation so that I can save lives out here God deposits kind of in my spiritual bank really my real bank too because if I ever listen I've never I I could count on maybe one or two times I feel like I got in survival mode when it came to money like oh I'm gonna have to do this to do that da, 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 da. And every two weeks when I get paid, I'd be like, dang, this still ain't enough to do everything in the nation that I want to do. It never will be. Like, let's be real. But it gets done. It gets done. And there are actually times when I hear God say, go treat yourself this time. When I got paid two weeks ago, I heard God say, get your life. (laughs) Bath and Body Works having that semi-annual sale. I'm going to go get in on that sale. And I'm a die-hard junkie on Bath and Body Works. Anybody who loves me knows. But... I bet you finally I got to that sale and it was all of what I wanted. And um, Amazon is my best friend. So every once in a while, you know, here and there, 
you know, because I'm always so locked in on paying and what's this and I got to pay that. So when I hear God saying, treat yourself, it's like, okay, I can't go crazy, but it's like, all right, I'm going to do that. And I feel good about it. Like I work hard. Why not, you know, reward myself again, stopping to smell my roses because I got to work these 80 hours. It's not always about the man or these bills, not every two weeks, but y'all don't use that against me because I don't want nobody coming to me saying, well, I ain't paying my rent because you said, no, no. I just said sometimes, you know, you can come up from the grind of it all and treat yourself to something. You know, if you can afford the Gucci boots, go for it. But if they poochie, go on and get your poochies. You know, get a cute color so you can look flashy and bold. But don't splurge if you don't have it. So with that being said, I appreciate you guys. This is, um... I don't know, I kind of put the mirror up on a couple of y'all, but y'all know I love you. I say this stuff because it's just old and it's got to go. Survival mode is a whole cop out. You know, let's do more than just trying to get by. Um, Let's increase our purpose out here. I think we all have spiritual gifts in us, things that we just naturally do. Um, Some type of innate ability to help people. And we diminish that. We prolong that for ourselves, for other people, again, to survive, um, for God to kind of get glory over this whole thing. Because we just stuck in a system of doing things that doesn't even serve us anymore. Um, pray more. For those that's in acknowledgement of the behavior and want to do something different, I would just say pray more. You know, go to God and say, listen, I got a problem. You know, forgive me for what I've done. But most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, you got to forgive yourself, too. A lot of people, I tell them, God forgave you a long time. But actually, God forgave you when you asked for forgiveness. You're the one still sitting all in, you know, all in upset with yourself. If he lets it go, you definitely have to let it go. So pray about it. Ask God, you know, forgive me. I didn't know. How do I let the control go? Or how do I get to the next level? Like, it's literally that easy. It's nothing you have to figure out on your own. Just pray about it. Ask God. He'll tell you. I always tell people, just keep a clear mind. Don't have so much chaos around you or drama because a lot of times God is talking at you or, you know, you see it through things, confirmation. I hear stuff sometimes in music. Somebody might say something later that I was thinking earlier and I'm like, ooh, God just used them to confirm what he said earlier. Okay, cool. You have to be clear enough to hear God when he shows up, however he shows up. Um, And just be willing to be patient and wait to get the answer, because sometimes he's really not saying nothing. You might feel a sense of calm come over you, and this God saying, I got you, you know, prayer request, submit it. He got it. Rest easy. But you might not get the result right away, because, you know, we are a society and a culture now of instant gratification. God don't move like that. He ain't on our time. We're definitely on his. So you got to be patient. Again, because scenes are being set. People are being put in place. You know, hearts, minds are being positioned. That's a process. And sometimes I have to tell myself that sometimes when I get a little impatient. Because the Asian me is used to going for it. So sometimes I got to fall back. God is good at telling me why. And I'm, I'm usually cool with that. But I still can't help that I want what I want in the moment. But with answers, I'm more humble. It's like, okay, I know why God has me kind of sitting out right now or waiting right now. I don't like it, but again, anybody always say you was going to like it, but I hold out as best I can because again, God is one that gives and promises to give exceedingly and abundantly. So it's just like, if God going to give me what I wanted and I was ranking that thing at like a, a six or a seven, you're going to give it at like a hundred, you know, it's what we want beyond what we wanted. So Hold out, you know, be patient. The reward, the return on investment, honey. The return on and investment is your prayer. The return on investment is huge. It's major. So I would just challenge everybody just to do something different. Um, and for those that are not as um, faith-based or are coming into this new I was about to sit here and say, you know, I hope this didn't, um, this podcast didn't make you uncomfortable, but I'm really not here to make anybody comfortable if we're having an honest conversation, because I got to be bold in 2020, right? 
I'm going to go real past the, on the situation and just say if there's anybody listening today that does not know and has not accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, it is not too late. All you need to do is simply say, God, Jesus, I accept you. I allow you to enter my heart, to have your way inside of me. No perfection needed. You're going to come just as you are. Asia came just as she was at 19, and God, through grace and mercy, will baby step certain things off of you. You know, certain things just come off of you, you know, in time. It doesn't all happen overnight, and God doesn't require us to do that before we ask for him to take over and we let him into our heart. So for those who are not saved, and this is just simply getting you a spot in heaven, If you're ready and you feel so compelled, which I hope you do, but if not, I don't pressure people. It's really just you saying to God, I allow your son Jesus to come into my heart and have a way in me. I do not come perfect, but I ask that with your help, God, I'm better today than I was yesterday and moving forward is better. Like, it's just that simple. I did that off the top of my head. It's no rhyme or reason. It's just you saying With you, there's a better way. And I now allow you in to do something better for me and in my life. So God just definitely took over (laughs) my podcast, but I thank him. I literally wrote this out twice, y'all, because my procrastination had outdated my information. Um, One last thing I will say. When I told you guys that... um, Negative or unfortunate events don't stop just because you're in the land of the living and you're more faith-based. Um, kind of off of that, the, God will also allow the devil to test you in these situations. Um, I was reading the book of Job. Job, man, he got tested big. Job got tested. He, he was the man, though. Jeez, Louise. Everybody that I know, myself included, might have gave up. But Job, despite... Um, God telling the devil, test him. I bet you he won't move. And the devil said, he only follow you because you give him everything you want. But I bet you if you let me take all that from him, he'll curse you. And God said, don't strike him dead, but go ahead, try him. And Job remained steadfast. His own wife said, curse God and just die because he got all sick and stuff like God just told the devil, have your way with him. I mean, killed that man's kids, took all his like wealth, livestock, everything that made him money, everything, his health, everything. And he did not waver. He had friends that came to his house that was like, it's something you did. He's like, I'm telling you, I was obedient. He had to constantly fight them. It was so deep that when God finally spoke to Job at the end and kind of explained it all to him, his three friends had to repent through Job and was like, you sat there and made assumptions about why that man was suffering and you was wrong. He kept telling y'all, you're wrong. I was obedient. And God made all three of them repent. Let me tell you something. God gonna make y'all have to get on your knees and do some repentance. Some of y'all just need to ask for forgiveness. Stop being so prideful. Good gracious alive. At any rate, understand that when you pray, the devil hears your prayers too. And I tell a lot of people the same gifts that God puts in us to save his people is the same gifts that the devil is going to use to try to take us out. So my ability to connect with people on an emotional level and heal people on an emotional level is the same thing that God, uh, the devil uses daily to try to take me out. He stay wanting my emotions to be in the uproar and when he can't get me. He'll try to get people around me. So me being who I am, I always tell the devil when he lost the fight with me, you thought you had me, but you don't. So you guys just, yes, you praying. And I know a lot of people for this being a new experience. I don't want to scare anybody, but just again, I just don't want anybody feeling like 
you know, I, it was false promises made or anything. Like, no, the devil still knows what you want. Just like God, he hears the same prayers that God hears. It's not saying that negative things will go away. It's not saying that misfortune won't happen. But sometimes it's a bigger lesson than what God is trying to do. If God got to set a stage with people around what we want, you don't think that other people ask for things and that might require us to have to change as a result of what other people want to. Like, we just never know what the move is. So again, you got to get comfortable being in a gray. It's not always black and white. And you just got to be willing to experience it for what it is, see it for what it is, and just be patient, be humble. If it's a misstep, ask for forgiveness, keep it moving. Pray about the big stuff, pray about the small stuff. But most importantly, if you get a win over the devil, tell him, oh, I tell that devil, you thought you had me today, but choose a lie. And you just get stronger as this game goes on. So I would like to thank everybody for listening in today. I appreciate everybody. I know it was powerful. I know a lot was said, a lot of feelings. Um, For my land of the living people, congratulations. You don't have to fight this hard no more. Stop. Sometimes it's tempting to go back. You don't have to. Just remain steadfast. Be patient. For my survival mode people stop it's it's not it's not serving you and you've outgrown it and you're just so smart and so mature and so intelligent that it's just time to adopt a new and more profound way of living so again I just challenge you to reach for those things specifically asking God which ones serve you the best that will maximize your time here on earth helping people helping yourself which is ultimately the objective. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I thank you guys for tuning in. Hit me up via email or on my social media if you got questions or need to have a conversation about this one. Facebook.com backslash Asia the author. Instagram at spiritual underscore phenom. If anybody wants to email me, each one, men one, and both of those are numbers. Each number one, men number one. What is it? Each one, men one, at gmail.com. Website, each one, men one.com. So until next time, guys, take care. God bless. Praying for everybody. Be good. Bye.